presidential and legislative elections will be held on January 13th, and politicians of all stripes are now paying attention to younger voters. On Thursday, DPP lawmaker Fan Yun and youth representatives from six major universities called on Taiwan's presidential candidates to pay attention to issues such as higher education reform, students' rights, housing justice and gender equality. Fan highlighted the efforts the DPP government had made for young people over the past eight years and said next year's election is a crucial one for Taiwan. She urged young people to stand up and vote for their future. DPP lawmaker Fan Yun invited six young people representing self-governing university student groups across the country who spoke about the four major issues that young people are most concerned about in the 2024 election. In the future, the new legislature formed after the election should be proactive in passing draft amendments to the University Act. I really approve of the DPP government recently passing amendments to the Minimum Wage Act. With non-traditional employment becoming more and more popular, we don't have very good protections in terms of the rule of law. So I think we should draw up an act that protects dispatch workers as soon as possible. The rights of those in non-traditional employment are a priority reform project promised by presidential candidate Lai Qingde. He has proposed investing in higher education, which will at the same time also help private universities and strengthen public governance. Fan responded to the students' demands one by one and also reviewed the government's eight years of efforts in paying attention to issues faced by the younger generation, including the legalisation of same-sex marriage, eight hikes to the minimum wage and its fight for 18-year-olds to have more political rights. Students were not only concerned about labour rights and gender equality, but also housing justice. Fun then took aim at the KMT's presidential candidate, Ho Yo Yi, questioning his policy of no down payments for young people's housing purchases, saying young people would feel good about this policy initially, but later they'd suffer. Housing market experts immediately warned that this would probably lead to a difficult situation for young people of being overjoyed at first but later suffering. It is not a structural solution. We've continually seen suspected agents of the Chinese Communist Party in Taiwan. The 2024 election is an extremely crucial battle for Taiwan. Fun called on young people to gather together and review the political platforms of the three presidential candidates. After this, she said, they should return to their hometowns and cast a vote for their future. Taiwan shares and the new Taiwan dollar rallied on Thursday. The Taiex closed up at 17,910 points, while the Taiwan unit gained 0.162 NT against the U.S. dollar to sit firmly below 31 NT to the greenback. With the recent rise of AIPC, Acer shares have surged and foreign investors are buying TSMC. Over the course of 2023, foreign investors bought a net 263.1 billion NT dollars. Let's hear from an analyst. 
The three shares foreign investors love most are TSMC shares, Acer shares, and Compal shares. That's because of all their associated business opportunities in AI. TSMC is the biggest supplier of AI chips. Companies such as Compal and Acer have business opportunities involving a diversity of AI applications. The market expects that next year there will be a big wave of people upgrading their AI PCs and laptops. Bellwether stock, TSMC, was a top choice for investors who bought a net 535,407 shares over the course of the year. The tech giant was followed by Acer and Compal in second and third place respectively. Over in finance stocks, the preferred shares by foreign investors were from Yuanda Financial Holding and Taixing Financial Holdings. With 2023 nearing its end, Taitra on Thursday held its annual year-end press conference to look back on the year. Taitra Chair James Huang noted all the business opportunities the console had facilitated through trade events in Taiwan and abroad. He says participation levels have recovered to 90% of pre-pandemic numbers, and he expects next year to be even better. On the front of growth opportunities for 2024, Huang appointed to artificial intelligence and green energy, saying key markets would be in Europe, the Middle East, Africa, India and ASEAN countries. Taitra Chair James Huang appears virtually as an AI system at the Council's end-of-year press conference. As industry becomes more closely interlinked with AI, countries around the world are expecting to break ground in new tech sectors. Huang says Taiwan must be part of the trend. Taiwan is the most important country for this world that's entering the era of AI, so it is absolutely a great opportunity for Taiwan. AI relies on high-end chips for computing power and on ICT, which happen to be Taiwan's biggest strengths. TaiTrust says the highlights for next year will be AI and green energy. It says it will lead enterprises to expand in Europe, India, the Middle East and Africa, while organizing at least 24 international trade shows in Taiwan. The three Taiwan Expos in Thailand, Malaysia and India brought in 260 million US dollars in business opportunities for Taiwanese enterprises. We hosted 26 international trade shows. The scale and the number of visitors have gradually recovered to 90% of pre-pandemic levels. We expect next year to be even better. Speaking on Taiwan's trade outlook, Huang said key things to watch out for will be geopolitical risks, the restructuring of supply chains, inflation and the timing of some countries when they lower interest rates. He said that despite the numerous challenges, new opportunities abound. Geopolitical changes are ongoing, but the current Cold War between the US and China doesn't seem to be changing. Though dark shadows linger, we are seeing the bright side. So we need to avoid these geopolitical challenges and any landmines that could threaten our economy overall. Huang said that Taiwan's technological prowess had made it a trusted partner in supply chains. That in turn has got countries around the world taking note of Taiwan's importance. The Taipei Blood Center is running low on blood supplies as fewer people venture out into the cold to make a donation. As of December 28th, the average amount of blood in storage across blood types was just five days' worth of blood. 
And with more cold expected this winter season, hospitals will be needing more blood than other times of the year to treat people with cardiovascular disease. One hospital in Taipei is now offering vouchers to attract donors. With the drizzle and cold weather, many people prefer to avoid going out. The climate seems to have also affected their willingness to donate blood. At this donation bus, only one donor came in on Thursday morning. All the blood donation centres are in need of donations, so I thought I would do my part. The opportunity came up at my company, so I came over to donate blood. Blood supplies are running low. On December 28, the Taipei Blood Center had just 6.8 days of Type A blood in reserve, 4.4 days of Type B, 4.1 days of Type O, and 3.5 days of Type AB. That's an average of less than five days of supplies left. To encourage more people to make a donation, the Tri-Service General Hospital in Neihu is offering meal vouchers worth 150 and 200 NT. It's been quite cold and rainy, so people are less willing to go out. Also, more people have caught colds recently, so that has caused donor numbers to drop. Cardiovascular diseases become more common in cold weather, so hospitals are going through more blood. Sudden drops in temperature can induce cardiovascular disease, resulting in a significant increase in blood usage at hospitals. That could get worse, as northeasterly winds are expected to hit Taiwan starting Monday next week. Coming Sunday and Monday, that is New Year's, windward areas will get localized showers. During those days, northeasterly winds will be blowing in. So windward areas in the north coast and the east coast should watch out for localized showers. Forecasters say northeasterly winds will usher in a drop in temperatures on New Year's, with lows in the north expected to hit 15 degrees. In coastal areas, the mercury could drop even further to 11 degrees. So make sure you wrap up warm if you're heading out. After a four-year break. The Taipei Auto Show has returned in full swing to the Taipei Nangang Exhibition Center. Both Taiwanese and foreign branded cars from more than 20 countries are on show. Eco-friendly cars are in vogue, and major car manufacturers are launching hydrogen fuel cell electric vehicles and all-electric vehicles. Let's find out more from the vendors. This eco-friendly all-electric SUV, which focuses on zero carbon emissions, was unveiled at the same time as this mustard yellow SUV and this hydrogen fuel cell electric bus. Toyota is spreading its net as wide as it can to capture different groups of customers. To pursue the goal of carbon neutrality, we use hydrogen energy, all-electric batteries, various ones that can be recharged, or hybrid electric car models. In fact, the most important thing is to satisfy various countries and meet various regulations in different regions, or suit energy sources in these countries and regions. The Nissan Ariya debuted for the first time in Taiwan, with its driver's seat, instrument panel, and touch panels reflecting Japanese craftsmanship. Although at the moment it's only available for order and can't be physically delivered until the end of next year, industry insiders are confident that it will be sold out in the first round of sales. It is estimated that before 2030, the market share for new electric vehicles will reach about 25 to 30 percent. 
In addition to the BMW i7, other popular BMW EVs, such as its models iX1, iX2 and i5, are also seeing strong and enthusiastic orders, and sales are expected to grow at double-digit pace next year. Tesla, the world leader in EVs, has sold more than 8,000 cars from its popular Model Y series, but still people are flocking in to give them a test drive. Autopilot is very important, but so far we haven't seen any brand surpassing Tesla. Taiwan's Luxgen Motor Company's first domestically produced electric vehicle, which offered an early bird discount of less than 1 million NT, opened for orders in October, with 10,000 orders placed in two weeks. In the supercar section, EVs from Porsche, McLaren Automotive and Bentley Motors were all on display. In the fossil fuel powered vehicles section, two Lamborghini sports cars with red, white and blue colours, with price tags exceeding 100 million NT could be seen. Major car manufacturers have launched both entry-level and luxury vehicles that are powered by both fossil fuels and electricity, as they do battle in this fiercely competitive market. Comic fans take note. The National Taiwan Museum of Comics is now open for a test run. Housed in a Japanese colonial-era building for officials of the prison, the museum is an ideal setting that brings back fond memories of former comic book readers. Currently, only the eastern section in the museum grounds is open to the public. The entire museum will officially open in 2029. With shelves full of old comics and manga, the museum is like a time machine that transports visitors to a comic store of a bygone era. I still remember the comics I read when I was little. I want to see if I can find something I used to read, something from the good old days. My favourite comic during my childhood was Old Master Q. There was also Crest of the Royal Family, as well as Glass Mask. Before there were a lot of Japanese manga. Now we have something that belongs to Taiwan, so of course I have to come and support this place. It's a blast from the past to the visitors. Classic comics are all on display. You can even find an early version of Doraemon, who went by the name Xiao Ding Dang in Taiwan in the early days. I'm looking forward to it. I can't believe there's such a place as National Museum of Comics. To have this base set up here in Taichung specifically for Taiwan's comics is something that Taichung citizens should be proud of. I'd like to see how present-day comics are different from those in the old days. This is a kind of cultural appreciation. The soft opening of Taiwan's first National Museum of Comics attracted quite a few comic fans. The museum is housed in a historical building that served as a dormitory for Taichung prison officials. The old Japanese architecture only adds to the sense of history at this place. There will be eight major exhibition spaces highlighting three major themes, all of which will be based on Taiwanese comics. Six years have elapsed before authorities settle on the Taichung location for the museum. Now, eight months after that decision was made, the site has already been revitalized for optimized use and is ready to help boost tourism in the central city. The corporatization of the TRA is entering its final stages. And one of the things that will soon change is the train tickets. Starting January 1st, the tickets will no longer say Taiwan Railways Administration at the top. Instead, the new name will be used, that is, Taiwan Railways Corporation. 
Many rail enthusiasts are making the most of these last few days of 2023 to grab a memento of what is soon to be part of history. To celebrate the start of a new chapter, the TRA will be selling commemorative tickets as souvenirs. They will be available for three days at all major stations starting December 29th. More invested railway fans may want to acquire a retro ticket dispenser made of wood containing 243 tickets from all 241 of Taiwan's current railway stations. The dispensers are limited to 300 sets and each one costs almost 10,000 NT. Older people are learning new skills in a cafe in Taichung. The coffee shop is run along the principles of long-term care giving space to older people to come along and join in no matter their skill level. Some of the staff are professional baristas, but many just volunteer now and then. Customers say it has a particularly friendly atmosphere. Coffee beans go into the grinder, boiling water is poured on, and the scent of caffeine fills the air. Meanwhile, in the kitchen, staff are busy rolling dough to make manto buns. Look carefully and you might realize that all the employees are older people. They're not hurried, but they're full of passion. Normal cafes don't have so many older people on the staff. It makes it feel much friendlier. This cafe, tucked away in a corner of Taichung, opened more than two years ago. It offers second careers for its employees and even voluntary jobs for older people looking for something fun to do. Older people can start from scratch here, learning new skills. Some even graduate to professional status. I thought retirement was boring. Coming here, at least I can learn something. It's fun. If our older staff are just here to pick up the skills, then they can come here whenever they're free and volunteer. If we make a profit, then sometimes we take them out on trips or for meals. The cafe is run by the Da Da Ren Long-Term Care Association and incorporates the principles of long-term care. It encourages older people to get out and about in the community, all while passing on the taste of a good cup of coffee. A Miaoli school principal is spreading good vibes with his hand-painted stones carrying inspiring messages. Ling Yushen first painted a stone with a loving message for his girlfriend 25 years ago. And since then, he's painted hundreds of stones with personal messages. He often gave them to colleagues and students at his school as a way to express his warmth in a very tangible way. Now retired, he loves nothing more to collect simple stones and paint them into beautiful gifts. Lin picks up his brush and the inspiring saying, remember your original intention, gradually spools out on the stone, followed by a golden heart. The embellishments make this plain stone a soulful treasure. You will meet troubles in life and you always need positive encouragement to support you to face those difficulties and challenges. The colourful stones offer encouraging words or humour, all written by former Principal Lin. When he worked as a teacher, he often made custom stones to give staff and students. Everyone knew him for it. But his very first stone was made in the service of romance. I've been painting stones for 25 years. This was my first stone, and I gave it to my then-girlfriend. It was an engagement stone, and she's my wife now. She was very touched because this stone is full of our mutual love. 
Lynn has enjoyed painting since his student days and practices a special bubble style of calligraphy. The painting brought him encouragement at one of the hardest points of his life. I had cancer and I had an operation. I realised that health is the most important thing in life. Changing yourself is helping yourself and influencing others is helping them. I hope the energy of these words can encourage both me and others. Since retiring, Lin has continued to create his stones with inspiring messages. He gives them to friends near and far as a way to spread the love.